Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning. What a beautiful day. It is time to get outdoors. You know, I'm not naive enough to think we won't have some uh, on and off again weather here. We will uh, we will um, definitely get some, probably a snowstorm, who knows, whatever. But boy, get out and enjoy this weekend while you can. It is phenomenal. Drove by on the way down from Port Collins. They were, they were fishing from shore at... Um, St. Verain, you know, what used to be Barber Ponds. And those ponds were, have been heavily stocked. Should be a great place. In fact, we're going to talk a lot about fishing from shore right uh, during the course of this show and the opening of boat ramps and those type of things. And we'll talk, take you around the state a little bit. We're going to talk about a bunch of different fishing opportunities. We're going to talk some pheasants forever later in the show. We just got a really, really full lineup for you today. Make sure you follow us on um Facebook at Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We've got some incredible contests coming up. Let me give you a quick preview. Um, one is we're giving away, um, at least once a month, we're going to give away some great prizes. The main prize each month is a $99 value package from Honey Smoke Salmon. And what, what, what's going to happen is Karen's going to post on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, um, 20 years of tidbits of trivia or something like that. Tidbits of trivia from 20 years of Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. And that trivia uh, comment that's posted on Facebook will become the answer to a question on some Saturday morning each month. We're not going to tell you which Saturday morning, but you got to know the answer to those trivia questions. Last uh, couple weeks ago, we did one, or was it last week? And the answer was Robin Knox was the first co-host when the show started in 1998. And additionally, you want to follow us on Facebook because we're going to be starting a contest with Sun Power Sports where Nate Zielinski and I are going to take somebody on an ice fishing trip. It'll be two people. There'll be one winner, but it'll be for two people. That'll happen next December, and that's going to run through the year, so you want to follow us for that. Also, following us on Facebook, you get a, a link to my column in the Denver Post that comes out every week. And you also get a link to every time we put a new show up, television show up on our YouTube channel. Just put one up on uh, Fishing Out of Seward, Alaska. Karen did a couple days ago. That will go on the Facebook page in a few days, too. Let's go to the phones right now. Let's get caught up on what's going on around here because it's so beautiful. we got to get people outdoors. Uh, joining us from Discount Tackle, he's also a guide, Austin Parr. Good morning, Austin. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Well, isn't that sunshine feel good? It certainly does, especially after the uh, some of the cold weather we've been having over the last couple of weeks that, you know, kind of put us back a couple of weeks from what we thought we were going to be doing. Oh, absolutely right. If people read my column in the Denver Post the last few weeks, they probably thought it was on a different planet because you write it a few days ahead of time. And then that cold front came in. But in all honesty, um, you know... Ice fishing on the front range is over. I mean, Absolutely. hopefully hopefully somebody finds that little piece of mushy ice. They don't try to go out on it. But it did come back. Now, I didn't go back out on the ice. But it, you're right. It set back set back some of the boat ramps opening, which I think this weekend is going to take care of that. Definitely. It, it set back uh, 
it, it set back even the shore fishermen because you had skim ice. And we've got some great opportunities coming up. And I know you keep track of everything around the state. You and I talked a little bit yesterday. Let's start out first before we even get to what's going on the front range. We haven't covered the rivers much. What are you hearing about the rivers? You know, we're getting a little bit warmer temperatures up in the mountains. However, you know, there's still a lot of mountain lakes that are holding some ice. So we still have a little bit of ice in areas. But places like the Colorado River, uh, below where the Williamsport ties in, it's wide open water. And you're starting to see a little bit of springtime conditions out there a little bit. And there's been a lot of brown trout moving around. And, and I've been hearing of a couple of anglers that have been being very successful, not only, you know, nymphing small flies and even a few egg patterns on fly rods, but then also throwing, you know, some small jigs and also some, some little jerk baits down in those areas. I mean, the brown trout have been, been becoming very responsive and we'll start to see the whole Colorado light up um, in, in just a few few more weeks, every, anywhere from up high near Granby all the way down past Pump House and even down to the radio. You know, i got to make a comment here, too. Uh, Steve Schweitzer, a fly fishing author, was at my house last night. We were having a, an adult beverage, and we were talking how, you know, this time of the year, you know, through the winter, people want to fish these little 22 and 24 midges. When you start getting to this time of the year with the rainbows getting ready to spawn, with the browns chasing eggs and getting aggressive to feed, boy, don't overlook streamers this time Absolutely. of year. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, the same thing kind of goes when you're talking about the, the conventional side of things. Guys go out and have a lot of success throwing those little jerk baits and jigs. But then the fly fishermen, as you mentioned, tend to go down to the small midges and, and a little baitish. But although those, those do work at times, um, you know, doing those bigger streamers and some of those bigger holes not only can help you with good numbers, but also will, will weed out some of those smaller fish and, and really get you with more quality fish in the hand by the end of the day. Well, and the same thing is going to be true of the shoreline of our lakes as the ice is going away. Definitely. You know, people don't understand. I know Nate Zielinski is going to talk a little bit about this, but there's no harm in covering it now. Because of the shad-based forage in a lot of the lakes up and down the front range, once these trout that are stocked heavily in those lakes get to a certain size, they really feed on those shad every bit as much as the walleyes and bass do. Absolutely. And, and when they start doing that, they get big. And I'll tell you what, during the summer, you almost never see those fish caught because they're out deep. But during the spring, they are close to shore. They're actually looking for places to spawn the rainbows. And you can catch phenomenal rainbows here in the front range. Definitely. I mean, lakes like Aurora and Chatfield, both, although Aurora is not a shad-based lake, the same thing kind of goes when you're talking about your spot-tail shiners and your perch out there. But those those trout become so focused in on, on those bait fish forages that, like as you mentioned, you can catch some really nice fish, walleye fish. You know, we'll go out there and, and we'll be pulling some, some rogues in the next couple of weeks. And I guarantee you there'll be a couple of trout that'll be pushing the 24-inch range that, that we'll wind up picking up. And whether you're trolling for those walleyes and pick up some trout or you're, you're even on the shoreline and you want to target them yourself, um, you know, they're, they're great. An overlooked fish species on the front range. Let's any other. Let's talk a little bit more about the mountains. Then I want to come back to the front range. Um, any other rivers you're hearing of good activity? There's been some folks that have been floating the Roaring Fork, and although there's been a few ice flows here and there, overall that's fairly open, and the success has been good down there. Now the Eagle River also is one of those rivers that stays uh, largely open as you move down towards the the lower section. And we're seeing the same thing happening this year. The upper portion is, is retaining a little bit of ice, but as you move down, the ice gradually recedes. And the same thing goes as far as technique is concerned. So if you're if you're fly fishing, definitely throwing some streamers or nymphing some smaller mid and betas patterns. But also, you know, the, the same thing goes on the conventional side of things, throwing your jigs in the deeper holes or even small jerk baits can definitely prove to be very successful for not only browns, but also a nice population of rainbows in there as well. 
Now, we do have some ice fishing. In fact, we're going to have the folks from the Lake John store on with us in the second hour. And they said the fishing is really starting to take off again. It had slowed down after the contest. But they've got about 15 inches of ice. I talked to Bernie Keefe, and he said Granby and Grand Lake have about 17. So if you really are a hardcore ice fisherman or that's your really what you love, um, there's still going to be some good ice fishing opportunities, I would say, for at least a month, maybe six weeks, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, some of those larger bodies of water are going to definitely hold, um, you know, some, some decent ice. But, you know, as we are hearing this, you're moving down to South Park. 11 Mile is in the neighborhood of 25% open right now. And Antero, um, a gentleman fell through the ice about a week ago out there. Uh, so definitely utilize caution as you're moving down to those high plain lakes that are susceptible to a lot of wind. But, you know, like I said, Lake John's holding well. The Delaney's are holling well. And then those Lake Trout Lakes, um, you know, Williamsport, Granby, Grand Lake, all are holding holding good ice up there as well. But the biggest thing to, to remember is that, you know, early ice is always safer with that, that nice, clear, hard ice. And this late ice, if you get into conditions where you start getting honeycomb ice and, and that gray look to it, definitely utilize caution. And, and the same thing goes whether you're going early season or late season, you know, get your spud bar out and make sure it's solid before you're heading out. And, you know, late ice can be great fishing, too, because you do get some water flowing under the ice and, and it wakes things up. But it can be, you really do have to be careful. But but I, I'm going to be honest, I'm putting my ice, I put my ice fishing stuff away. I'm, I'm ready for open water. It was a crazy season, on again, off again. I didn't get out yeah. ice fishing as much as I would like to. And you would think that maybe... Maybe I'd want to get one last trip in, but this warm weather, the sun, the water's opening up here. And a couple of things I think are going to happen. I want to talk to you about a couple of different bites down here. But a lot of the front range lakes are heavily stocked with 10, 8 to 12 inch, and a lot of them in the fall are 12 inch trout um, that continue to grow during the winter or at least 10 inch. Those heavily stocked trout didn't get the ice fishing pressure they would get in a normal year. I would think there's going to be tremendous shore fishing right now for rainbows. I would definitely agree and you know you're going to be able to target those in a wide variety of techniques you can fly fish to them stripping some streamers you can wind up throwing a fly in a bubble if you'd like to you could even bait fish to them or throw some of the jerk baits like we were talking about earlier but those fish really school up along the shorelines in the springtime in kind of a spawning type run and if you have you know one of some of the bodies of water with a little bit bigger inlet you'll have runs that, that come up inside of that inlet as well here over the next couple of weeks but you know any of those bodies of water that have good populations of trout you can have great success. And as you mentioned, the ice, I mean, Chapville hardly took any ice pressure this year. Cherry Creek was about the same way. Aurora held ice a little bit longer, but still it, it was a very short-lived season. And the, the fishing pressure was, was minimal. Yeah, I would go check the stocking reports from last fall before freeze-up. And the lakes were heavily stocked. And Chad Lachance and I were talking about this. In fact, it was in my, if you're interested in my column, we touched on this from the Denver post folks go to my facebook page terry wickstrom outdoor there's a link to shore fishing that chad lachance and i did a two-part series on my facebook page from the denver post and a lot of those trout uh, austin they're planted from a boat ramp because they have to back the truck up yeah and the trout ha- instinctively are like salmon they want to run back to where they were stamped the entry to do their spawning and as they are born in that lake and grow they're going to try other rocky sandy edges and things but a lot of those newly stocked fish head right back to that boat ramp definitely and typically you see great fishing at the north boat ramp at chatfield but if anyone's unfamiliar with that there's been a lot of work that's been being done on the west side of that lake and that boat ramp is unaccessible right now uh, because they're raising it for the the increased uh, water levels coming up but the same thing goes at aurora or cherry creek as well 
great fishing right along those those edges and even as you move all across the front range actually i mean there's trout that are stocked in every one of these lakes and the other thing i like to talk to people about down at the, the store down here is you know we we, we we were talking about those those shad and certainly those fish are, are big time on a shad base but when you're ice fishing a lot of times you're throwing smaller jigs and having a lot of success on the ice and as soon as the ice comes off people tend to stop doing that but if you can go out there with the split bobber you can get your depth set up right with a with a nice little small, um, you know, any type of little little ice jig that your your favorite little jig, pinks and oranges are always my favorite. Some little Berkeley nymph jigs can be really good. But tipping those with a wax worm or a mealworm, you can have a lot of success on a slip bobber. Oh, you know, if people would add a slip bobber to their tackle box year-round, they would catch more fish. I would totally agree. And, you know, another thing you can do with a small, um, if, if you can get, they're probably... That's almost done at the front range, but some of the mountain lakes will still be there. Is that ice recedes from shore? That that area of open water between you and the open, uh, of between you and the ice, yeah, it really gets active. And I used to throw small jigs out onto the ice and then slowly pull them off and have them drop right off that edge of the ice. And those fish just sit there almost like a structure point with how that that shade level is. It's like a fish sitting under a dock, oh, and yeah. those trout really want to get out in that open water, and it really concentrates the fish. Oh, it's really an awesome way to fish. But what else you hear? And, you know, we um, boat ramps were scheduled to open, like at Chatfield, Cherry Creek, and some of the lakes around here March 1st. I think that got delayed. Are you hearing of of the opening starting, and are you hearing of any of the front-range walleye fishing? So I haven't heard of the exact date. Um, the ice conditions yesterday really um, improved for if you're, a, if you're a fisherman that wants to get out in the boats. Uh, the wind and everything really ate it up. I, I drove by Chatfield about mid-morning, and we had a lot of ice out there, and I drove by right before sunset, and all that ice disappeared. So I would imagine that, honestly, by next week, we're probably going to see uh, boating starting on some of these front-range lakes. Uh, but the walleye fishing is starting to pick up. Uh, you know, you're, you're seeing a, a pre-spawn period right now, and especially with this last full moon that we just had over the last couple of days here, uh, some anglers actually had a gentleman come in this morning that was, was throwing some some uh, Berkeley Cutter 110s, that new clown pattern, and he had some good success and, and actually caught an 8-pounder out of Chatfield, um, you know, along the Massey Dry area. And I've heard of a 13-pounder coming out of Cherry Creek just before that cold front. That probably set things back. But even if, you know, right now, you're not at a disadvantage from the shore. In fact, no. we talked about the trout then, but walleyes too right now, you actually can cover, if you're in an area where they're going to move around to feed before pre-spawn or to stage before the spawn, um, you really can cover water with more stealth and uh, really do just as well or better than somebody in a boat. Are you hearing mostly it's twilight hours, or are they catching any during the day? Mostly in twilight hours. That that magical hour, you know, that that one hour before dark and one after at uh, one hour after dark seem to be the the best times from what I'm hearing right now. But you know that that's that's typical at this time of year, and then we usually do best uh, you know in the after dark hours in the springtime, and then once you move into the post spawn period in the middle of April. Or depending upon this year with how warm it's going to be, it might be even a little bit sooner than that. But those fish will get out in that deeper water, and that's where I usually do better in my, my daytime bites. Yeah, well, I've heard the mornings are good, too, but I don't get up that early. So, <laughs> like uh, magic twilight hour. That's, that's right. Hey, Austin, we've got to run really great information. Of course, people can find you at Discount Tackle. How do they get a hold of you? You also book guide trips in the area. I do, yeah. My phone number is 303-514-5546. Text message, give me a call, anything, even just a question. I'd be more than happy to answer, but we will be getting the environment up some guide trips here pretty quick. And they can always stop by the store, right? Would love for them to. Tell them where it's located. So we are at 2645 South Santa Fe Drive, and it's just six blocks south of Evans on Santa Fe. 
All right. Austin, thank you so much. Thank you, Terry. I really appreciate it. You bet. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. We're going to go right to the phones. And joining us from the uh, marina and state park at Navajo Reservoir is Rob Carter. Good morning, Rob. Hello, Terry. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It is so beautiful here today. What's it like down in Navajo? It is absolutely incredible. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's going to be nice and warm and no wind. It's it's a spectacular day. In fact, you tend to be a little warmer than we are. Well, why don't you tell people where you're located and describe the lake a little bit? You betcha. We're, we're located in Arbelize, Colorado, which is is a little bit south, but it's between Pagosa Springs and Durango. So from the Denver area, you know, we're really only about a five-and-a-half, six-hour drive. Now, and it's a huge lake. What is it, like 27 or th- miles long or something? Actually, the lake is 35 miles long. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it's just, it, I've been there. It's just, it's almost like a small Lake Paul with all the coves and everything. How are the water levels? I understand they're fairly good right now, but you might see a little bit of low water later this year. Yes, sir. Right now, our water level is at 60.59, which is about 75% of full pool. You know, and unless we get some extreme moisture and snows and rains in this in the spring, it will go down a little bit. But uh, still going to be able to launch boats at, at our marina. Uh, our boat ramp goes quite a ways down, so there won't be any problem launching boats. And even with that low water, I personally think it makes the fishing a little bit better. I agree with you, and we're going to get to that fishing in a minute because it's phenomenal down there. But you have some other amenities. you got campgrounds open year-round there? Yes, sir, we do. Our Rosa campground is open year-round right now. The other two campgrounds that we have will be opening the 1st of April, so there's over 100 campsites here at the park. Uh, and they include anything from primitive tent camping to, uh, you know, the f- full hookups with electricity, water power, and so forth. We even have three cabins that are available uh, for rent, too, and they're very nice. They have full kitchens, bathrooms. Uh, people do need to bring their own uh, linens, sleeping bags or, or sheets and so forth. They're very nice cabins. Uh, all those campgrounds and cabins are reservable online, so a person would go to the Colorado Parks and Wildlife website, which is cpw.co.us, and then click on the park and uh, click on Reserve America, and they're able to make their reservations right online. Well, it's a beautiful place down there. I'm gonna. I've been down there a couple of times. I did, in fact, I I did a television show down there. If people want to see it, they could go to uh, the Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom, and they can scroll down through my YouTube channel. And we, I'll talk about the fish we caught in that later. It was just phenomenal. But you also, you know, you have uh, the boat ramps are open. And in addition to being able to bring your boat down and get on right now, and by the way, we should mention that a good portion of this lake stretches into New Mexico, so you can fish both Colorado and New Mexico water out of that marina. Um, but you also rent some boats. Tell me about that. Yes, sir, we do. We, we have pontoon boats that we rent. that will start those up April 15th. We have 18-foot pontoon boats uh, that rent for $200 for half a day, 325 for a full day. We also have 22-foot pontoon boats. They rent for this $20, $25 more. And then we have our, our big party hut, which is a, is a great boat, very popular boat. It actually holds 14 people. Uh, it has a grill on it. Uh, you can get up on the upper deck. 
that boat rents for 400 for the full day. Now, uh, now if I drive down with my own boat, you can also say I want to camp, I want to leave the boat in the water. You can rent me a slip, too. Yes, sir. We have rental slips. They rent for $25 per day. We only have five of those, so if a person wants to rent a slip, if they have their dates in mind, I would definitely suggest that they give us a call and make a reservation first rather than just you know expecting to have one because they're pretty pretty popular, and we only do have five of them at this time. Now, I want to talk about the fishery. Uh, and by the way, there's other things to do there before we even get to that. You've got trails, and the views are beautiful, and wildlife. It's just a, and you can... You can base out of that area, and that's such a beautiful area of the country. But the fishing, it's one of the premier fisheries in this part of the, the United States, actually. I mean, you've got, you've got smallmouth bass, largemouth bass, you've got pike, you've got catfish, you've got crappies, um, you've got kokanee, you've got trout. And they all kind of move in and out seasonally. And you and I talked earlier, and you said we are just getting to the beginning of great crappie fishing. Yes, sir, we are. I checked the water temperature today. It was just right about 40 degrees, but as that water warms up here in the next few weeks, the crappie fishing will get excellent. And when I say excellent, I mean, you're talking 13, 14-inch crappie. And uh, people with, that fish with jigs, either like a John Deere green, yellow, white, they're, they're all good. Green seems to be the most popular. But the crappie fishing is absolutely superb in, in the, starting the middle of March through, through April and May. When the other fishing starts to pick up, too, as the crappie fishing hits its peak, you're going to see the pike start to come to life, and the smallmouth will start getting into their pre-spawn staging in a few places. And the catfish, you know, catfish are very catchable right now. Yes, sir, they are. Catfishing is, is very good. And, and the people are catching quite a few of the pike right now, not really the, the big ones, but, you know, they're catching 17- uh, to 20-inch pike right now. And as, as it gets better, like you say, as the, as the crappie fishing picks up and the fish move into the shallower bays, you know, there's pike up, up to that 40-inch range. Well, I can tell you that we did a spring radio sh- uh, television show down there. And we caught, I don't know how many pike we caught, and some really nice ones, too. We caught just a number of pike. We, I caught two huge smallmouth bass. In fact, the former state record was over five pounds came out of that reservoir. And I caught a couple of just monster uh, smallmouth bass. I know the largemouth fishing is really good. Caught a huge carp while I was down there. But we caught a giant catfish, too. If people want to go look at that, like I said, it's on my YouTube channel. That was all in one day fishing in the spring. I mean, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal fishery. Rob, we got to run, but any last comments? Well, it's, it's too, in the summertime, I think people for boating, you know, uh, wakeboarding, just as we get quite a few sailboats out here, too. So it, it's a great recreational lake as well as a fishing lake. So All please right. come on out and visit us. This is going to be a good season. All right. And it's warm down there already, so they can enjoy the sunshine. Yes, sir, it is. All right. Th- thank you, Rob. Yes, sir, Terry. Have a great weekend. All right. Let's go right from Rob to Ray from Adventure Camper. Now, Ray, a couple things we got to touch on right now. First of all, your daughter called in last week, and she's a much better looking on radio than you are. Well, and in real life as well, Terry. That's, yeah. There's no argument about that one. And she also came on, and you could just hear the family pride of your dealership. And that's one thing I thought. Uh, I want to get to that you tweaked your knee while you are out goofing around in a minute. But oh, before, we even, that, before yeah. we even get to that, you could tell on your daughter when she came on, she was pumped up about your operation. She's really a believer in your family-owned. And you guys, you know, let's let 
when we tell people you're not a you're not a giant mega RV dealer. You're a you're a family owned RV dealer that specials specializes in towables, both rental and for sale. But you're large enough with enough selection to service everybody, yet small enough where they get really personalized service. Ray, well, and you just said it. We we try to we we absolutely try to be that for for our customers. Uh, we are a small family oriented operation. I grew up as a kid camping. My daughter grew up as a kid camping. Uh, all of us that work here together, we've been together as a pretty tight unit for more than a decade, and, and we try to treat our customers like family. It's sort of like Cheers, you know, uh, when you walk in, everybody knows your name. So uh, that's how we try to do business. Well, now, if somebody's listening that didn't tweak their knee while they were playing hooky <laughs> skiing, first of all, you're going to be okay. Uh, just fine, limping around a little bit still, but uh, next week and I'll be back out on the slopes. Okay, but I was going to say, you know, listening to those guys, uh, Rob, down at Navajo, and we're going to have another campground on here in just a few minutes from the West Slope. Uh, we're going to take them over to Highline Park. There's some great camping going on right now, and some of these places like that, the fishing is taking off now. What a great time to come and rent or buy a camper from you and take off. You got any special deals going on? Well, we do, and, you know, Rob just mentioned it. You know, their campgrounds are open on April 1st, so camping season's right around the corner. Um, yeah, we've got a special right now in a couple of our larger Sonoma units. We've got a 26-footer with a super slide-out, uh, two oversized bunks, private master suite for mom and dad, beautiful trailer, uh, well-priced, and, and we've got that on sale right now, and we've got... Uh, some uh, really nice hybrid expandables from both Solaire and Viking. So if you've got a pretty good-sized family or just need some extra room and you got a small uh, vehicle to tow with, uh, these hybrid expandables are right up the, your alley. So where, nice trailers. Where can they find you, Ray? Uh, www.adventurecamper.com on the web. And if you want to... Uh, blow the stink off on a nice Saturday and come look at some trailers. We're near Arapahoe Road and Jordan Road. All right, my friend, we will talk to you next week. Great talking with you, Terry. Thanks. You, you bet. Um, we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to be joined um, by another park where it has a couple lakes, and that's Highline and Mac Mesa over on the west, and some great things happening over there, so stay tuned for that. Terry Wicks from Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. We're going to go right to the phones and joining us from the western part of the state over at Highline and Mac Mesa Park, Highline Park and Mac Mesa Lake also is a uh, Ashley Wallace. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. And if it, I just, you know, we were talking to Rob down at Navajo. He said it's beautiful there. It's a bluebird, blue skies here in the Denver area. What do you have down there? Oh, well, today it is just beautiful. Um, the sun is shining. There's not too much wind today, and we've actually had quite a few folks uh, launching their boat this morning, so it's the perfect day to be outside. Well, it's good to hear your boat launch is open. Why don't you tell people where um, Highline Park and Mac Mesa Lake are located and describe the park just a little bit. Sure. So we are located in western Colorado. Um, the nearest city is going to be Grand Junction, and we are just west of Grand Junction on the way to Utah. Um, Highline and Mac Mesa are described as an oasis in the desert. Um, we have two lakes, uh, Highline Lake, which is larger, and then we have Mac Mesa, which is much smaller. 
Um, we have camping, fishing, boating. Um, we have an incredible trail system. Um, if you love to do something outside, we have something for you to do. <laughs> And you know, my problem when I come over to that part of the country is I love to camp and stay in those areas, but then I also love to sneak away to the wineries too. So <laughs> I have to be real careful of that. Um, but you know, you talked about uh, camping. People think, well, you're out in the desert, it's warmer there, but boy, but you have a lot of trees and shade in your campgrounds. We do. We have one campground here at Highland Lake, um, and it is beautiful. There are lots of trees, there's lots of shade. Um, it's a smaller campground. We only have 36 campsites, so you don't have to worry about having a lot of neighbors. Um, it's close to um, a really nice swim beach. Um, there's a bike wash in the campground, so if you are going to be mountain biking our trails, we have uh, facilities for you. Um, it's just it's the perfect campground, in my opinion. <laughs> now, you have a swim beach there, but that probably won't open for a while until the water warms up. You also, right now, you were telling me when you and I talked earlier that you've got some eagles, both bald and gold eagles there, and you've actually been able to watch them fishing. <laughs> That's right, Terry. Um, we have been a little bit slower um, because it is still kind of that shelter season, and the eagles have been out in force. Um, we have bald eagles. Uh, we have the adults, which are the ones that have the white head, and then we also have the juvenile eagles, which are a little bit harder to identify because they don't have that distinctive white head. Um, and then, of course, we have those huge golden eagles as well. And if you watch, they'll actually fish out of the lake right in front of you, and that's been really fascinating to watch. Well, and part of adding to that is the lake was recently stocked. But before I even get to your trout stocking, <laughs> the, not only for the eagles but for other people, you've got some great fishing there. You've got some great warm water fishing there, right? I mean, you've got species like uh, bass and crappie and catfish. Is that right? We do. We have all of those. Um, and then yesterday when we stocked, we stocked some trout as well. Um, we are one of the few lakes that have those warm water species. So if you're used to catching trout and you want to try something different, I mean, Highland Lake is a great place to try those skills. I know it's supposed to have a lot of crappies in it, which not maybe as huge ones, but lots of numbers, which are great for kids. Mm -hmm. And those crappies should be moving close to shore to spawn here anytime. So I would think you're going to get some great uh, spring crappie fishing. But something else you mentioned when you and I talked, you know, the lakes were stocked just not that long ago, and they were just restocked. And, and the division uh, in Parks and Wildlife, rather, tends to stock the warmer water lakes with trout early in the season and late in the fall. And you get those heavy stockings, and that makes for some incredible trout fishing. Those trout tend to hang by shore while the water's still cold, and that can make some great fishing for shore anglers just for those stock trout. And usually a lot of them by this time, especially the holdovers, will be 10, 12 inches. Definitely. Uh, when we stocked yesterday, we measured uh, the temperature, and it was about 50 degrees, which is pretty nice. Um, we've stocked twice at High Lane and twice at Mac. Um, since we just opened a boating, um, those boaters are tending to stay a little bit closer to shore <laughs> while they're fishing, and then we've had quite a bit of shore fishing as well. Um, so it's a great time to come, out, come on out and give it a try. And in addition to the fishing, of course, there's other activities. You have a lot of multi-use trails, is that right? We do. Uh, we have quite a few trails here, and in May we will actually... Uh, be the venue for 18 Hours of Fruta, which is a really great mountain bike race. Um, that course is about six miles, um, and we have more trails than that. And then if you would really like to, to do some more trails, um, Fruta is just known for its mountain biking, so we have a lot to offer. Um, hikers, bikers, um, pretty much everybody. 
Yeah, oh, and it's a beautiful area. People think of the desert between Colorado and Utah, but it's really got some unique features to it, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. Um, there's so many trails around the Grand Junction area, and then the Grand Mesa is not far either. So if you're looking for snowshoe trails this time of year, you know, in 45 minutes you're on snowshoe, but if you're looking to mountain bike, you know, we have that here too. So it's a great mecca for anybody that loves to be outside. No, it really is. It's beautiful there. And now, are your campgrounds, do they fill up pretty fast? Should people get reservations? Absolutely. Um, Because we only have 36 campsites, they do fill up quickly. Um, Most weekends, we are completely booked full. Uh, So I'd highly recommend having a reservation. That way, when you get out here, you can just go to your campsite, relax, grab your mountain bike, and go get a couple laps in. And, and, of course, let the kids fish from shore and just have a good time. Or I'm a kid. When, when the fish are biting, I'm only 12 years old. But it's a great, relaxing place. And one of the things, you know, I mentioned early in the show today that we're going to have some on and off again weather here on the Front Range. And we will across Colorado. That's the nature. Summer's not here to stay yet, even though it's going to be in the 60s here today. But you tend to be a little warmer than we do out where you're at. And right now, I think people could head out there and probably count on some, you know, you can't guarantee, but probably count on being a little warmer even though over here don't you think absolutely and also make sure to bring your sunscreen <laughs> that was the thing i learned the most when i first moved out here um, we have beautiful sunshiny days um, when those weather patterns move through we usually don't get a whole lot um, so if you're looking for sun we almost always have it that's fantastic ashley thank you so much thank you so much terry have a great day you bet that's ashley from uh Highline Park and Mac Mesa. Mac Mesa is a little smaller, but, you know, right now we get asked over and over again about shore fishing. So the last few weeks we've been covering it quite a bit because, you know, everybody doesn't own a boat and some people don't always want to take their boat out. And then there's just even uh, even sometimes the best fishing is from shore. So you don't want to go on a boat. It's a Karen and I a lot this time of the year. We'll go hit the shoreline at both the small ponds for bass and panfish, a lot of crappies this time of the year on the small ponds. And we'll hit lakes like Carter for walleyes and trout. Karen caught a, a couple of springs ago, a huge trout off the shore at Carter. And there's just a lot of great opportunities right now. So for those of you they're always asking us about shore fishing opportunities. This is really the time. You, you can shore fish year-round, and there's opportunities, and we'll try to cover those for you. But right now is some of the key time when you can not only catch numbers of fish from shore, but some of the biggest fish of the year. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Dire Straits. Not the Eagles, but pretty darn good. Really distinctive. I love their guitar licks. They just uh, really just, you can just tell when their music comes on. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company, Smoke Salmon. The secret is in the fire. I'm going to do a little housekeeping catch up on some things. By the way, if you've been listening 
you know that uh, we've been talking a lot about the fishing opportunities that are opening up. There's some ice fishing. We're going to get back and talk some ice fishing in the second hour. Um, they're going to join us from the South Park, uh, North Park area, Lake John and the Delaney's. There's some really good fishing starting to heat up there that had kind of died down after a tournament. We're going to get the latest news on that, and they've got good ice, I think uh, about 15 inches. But we're going to get updated on that. Nate Zelinski will join us in a while. We'll talk about some both open water and ice opportunities around and some events going on. That he's going to be at. So we got a lot more to come. Ronnie Castiglione is back from Florida. He's going to be bragging about his his fishing, I'm sure, but he'll have some updates from the area area too. So we have a lot to cover yet, and we're going to talk more to pheasants forever. And by the way, speaking of pheasants forever. I want to, um, you know, there's a new chapter. You heard me talking about it. They're advertising about their banquet here on the show these last couple of weeks, which is March 10th. And it's the South Metro Pheasants Forever chapter. And their website is um, South Metro PF for Pheasants Forever. You should go there because Pheasants Forever is a great organization. We'll talk more about that as we get into it. But I want to give kudos to the kind of sponsors we have. You know, you just heard me talking about A&A Toppers and what a great truck accessory place they are. Well, uh, a week or two ago when we started talking about the Pheasants Forever Banquet and the new chapter in the metro area that services all of Denver, uh, Darren immediately contacted us while we were on the air and he says, I want to help I want to sponsor them. I want it to get going. You know, both Darren and Greg are great outdoor guys. They've been huge supporters of the fishing industry. They work with myself and Nate and Chad and Bernie. And they've also worked with the fishing industry on a national basis with their manufacturers. And I just want to give really kudos to them because the affinity groups like Pheasants Forever are so important. And thank you guys for stepping up and donating and being part of the new Pheasants Forever chapter here, the South uh, southmetropf.org chapter. So I just wanted to say that. I also want to talk a little bit about a couple contests, one we have going on right now and one that's going to start probably next Saturday. Um, you want to like Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook or follow it because it's gonna, you're going to get multiple chances during this year to win some really great prizes and some uh, some things we're giving away. We're still arranging more prizes. There's going to be more to come. But one of them is our 20 Years of Trivia. And the 20 Years of Trivia, the main sponsor of that is Honey Smoked Fish Company. And they're going to donate a uh, a gift card uh, to the winner for a prize, one a month, that's worth about $99 of Honey Smoked Fish shipped right to your door. And how this contest is going to work is that Karen on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, is going to post trivia from our 20 years. You know, this is our anniversary of 20 years on the radio. And she's going to put trivia. Like last uh, last week or two, she put a trivia up there that said, uh, when the show started in 1998, Robin Knox was the original first co-host. And we'll put little statements like that, or Karen will, on, the, on our Facebook page from time to time. We'll never tell you whether we're going to have uh, a question that week or not, but we'll put stuff up. But if you know the answer, the weeks we do have a question, you're going to be able to win a substantial prize. We're going to have you call in or text in uh, the answer. We'll, we'll rotate it from week to week, or we'll choose different ways so that everybody listening live gets a chance to win. And we're going to give away that prize, and we're working on some others, too. So you want to get on the Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, you want to be on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors' Facebook page anyway, both follow and like, because if you went there right now, you'd see my column from last week from the Denver Post. There's a link to that. 
And that column covered a lot of what we're talking about on the show today, shore fishing. And it was recapped with some podcasts of Chad Lachance and I um, that are linked right there that you can go read the story and then listen to those segments again. And they really addressed shore fishing. That's really, it was really an article on fishing from shore. But whatever my article is in the post, Karen uh, puts it up on our Facebook page as soon as it hits the post. So you don't have to search for it. You can immediately go to it, read it. And if you go online like that, listen to any podcast or watch any video that might be with it. And speaking of video, every time we post one of our television shows, uh, to our YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. Uh, Karen uh, waits a few days after we post it, and then she puts it up on the Facebook page. Uh, she'll be putting one up. We just posted to YouTube one about fishing off Seward, Alaska. That'll be on our Facebook page. So you can say, hey, I haven't seen that one. There's about 100 episodes, by the way, on our YouTube channel right now of, of from our 22 seasons of fishing. And uh, But if you have Comcast, all you have to do is take your, um, your X1 um, remote, and say Terry Wickstrom on YouTube, and about 90 or so episodes of our television show will come out. Come up, about half of them were filmed right here in this area. So a lot of regional fishing is available on that uh, site. The other thing I want to talk about, the other contest we have coming up, is uh, with Sun Power Sports. Uh, Nate Zielinski and I are going to take the winner. It'll be two people, one winner, but two people on an ice fishing trip next December. We're finalizing how you register. They're putting the entry documents together and dotting the I's and crossing the T's. We hope to have the entry available online next Saturday. And you're going to be able to follow it on Facebook at Sun uh, Power Sports, which is Sun ENT, Sun Enterprises on Facebook. You want to go there, like them, and start following them so you can get entered in this contest. We'll also paste, post something on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook, and I'm sure Nate will too. But during the course of this year, you're going to have ways to enter. And when you enter, then... Uh, probably like next September, October, we're going to have a drawing. And the person who gets drawn will get a two-person fishing trip on the ice with Nate, myself, and probably the guys from Sun, too, somewhere in the region here. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great time. So you want to get uh, pay attention, get signed up, make sure you follow. I mean, because it's going to be a great trip. I mean, Nate is a guru on the ice. I've written some of the books on ice fishing. Whether you're an advanced ice fisherman or just a beginner, uh, you're not going to have to have any gear. You can bring some of your own gear if you want, but we're going to supply everything. We're going to take you out and just really get you into ice fishing. You know, no one can guarantee, but I'll be amazed if we don't catch some fish and have a really good time. So you need to follow on Facebook all because of that. And I want to get back to the other contest too. Honey Smoked Salmon, the, the $100, $99 gift card they're giving away every month. You know, you hear me talk about Honey Smoked all the time. They've been a sponsor of mine for about... Oh, I'd say going on eight eight years or something. And it's really easy to be a spokesman for them because the product is legitimately good. I can tell you right now, there's multiple packages of honey smoked salmon in my refrigerator. We just had some the other day. In fact, you know what we did? Um, I like to make a spread out of it a lot of times. But instead of making a spread, Karen took some mascarpone cheese and spread it on these whole wheat uh, crispy like crackers. And then she put some of the honey smoked salmon on that in little bite-sized pieces Oh, was that so good? We were sitting there. We, we had some friends coming over, and we didn't want to start eating too soon, but we needed something to hold us till they got there. And we thought, let's let's just have a little snacky something, get us kind of in the mood, hold us over. It was delicious. And she only made 
uh, a few because we knew once we started we would just eat it. If you haven't tried the honey smoked salmon, it's available in all the major supermarkets, including now Walmart. You need to get out and give the honey smoked salmon a try. It's just is just uh, the most phenomenal stuff. If you don't like smoked fish. You'll like honey smoked salmon. It is just so, so good. I know I rave about it a lot. We got a lot coming up on the show here yet. Um, Nate's going to join us in just a minute. We're going to talk a lot of fishing. Pheasants Forever is going to join us. We're going to take you out to. Um, we're going to take you out to the North Park area. You know, new owners at the Lake John store. You know, Bill and Tish were there forever. Good friends, great people. But there's some new owners there, and uh, every indication I'm getting, it's uh, it's Nicole and Josh, and they just seem like really great people. I finally got to talk to them on the phone. And it was really just a, a, a pleasure to talk to them. They're so excited. They're really good people. So we'll meet with them a little later on the hour. Terry Oaks from Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire.